Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat top, contoured or edge routed bodies for bolt on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre setups and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or partscasterconcierge.com. Shake hands with beef and wear some gold teeth. It's a fine episode of The Cultured Guitarist. And my name is about to go down, Al, with me as ever. The lovely, come on already, Casper. And one of my one of my most favorite people I've I've met in the music business in the last few years. Uh, eminent Ed DeRoche. I'm not saying, sure if I'm saying the last name right. Eminent uh, Ed DeRoche of Apollo there it Sons. Is. <laughs> Hello. That's a great intro. One of your most favorite, Al. Uh, Thank you. Well, it's true, man. <laughs> you're, you're somebody I I enjoyed the moment we met, and I've continued to enjoy you ever since. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. Oh, Wait, where did we meet again? We were in Kelowna. It Wasn't was, it like Breakout West or something? Breakout West, yeah, in Kelowna. Yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> that was... Uh, Wait, you were an audience member in like the panel that I was leading. Um, yeah. I was so hungover. I was so hungover. <laughs> I, and I was like sweating bullets being like... And it was my first time being asked to do that. I was like, oh my God, I'm... I'm such a schmuck. My God, I'm hungover right now. Everyone knows I'm gonna. I'm such a schmuck. And no. then it went great. <laughs> your your panel, honestly, man. So like, I've gone to uh, a handful of Breakout Wests over a scattering of about a, a half dozen years. And uh, for anybody outside of Canada, Breakout oh, West yeah. is a is a big is one of our big uh, music conferences for yeah. right. industry leaders and, so, and up and coming artists and everybody kind of con- yeah there's a yeah. and it's great gets together it's great. in one, in I, one I've city. had a great time and yeah. Breakout West moves around uh, the western countries or the western provinces of the country. Yeah, there's city also to Breakout city East yeah. and uh, oh. the, it, it it there's a, an award show uh, the Western Canadian Music Awards and the Eastern Canadian Music Awards. There's awards that go along mm-hmm. with Breakout West and. And it's just yeah. a, you know, bunch of great panel-led lectures and stuff on different aspects of the music industry. It's a, it's a good networking opportunity, and it's a good way to just, you know, continue learning about this industry that's mm-hmm. so frustrating to work in and so <laughs> rewarding. Yes. Um, and anyway, yeah. so, yeah, that's where that's where I met Ed. And uh, I, loved your, I loved your panel, man. For, first off, one of the, th- okay, so the music industry in general is such, a, such an industry of, like, tooting your own horn. And 
that can often lead to, you know, either being burned out or being very egotistical because you're constantly telling people how great you are and why they should pay you money. <laughs> um, and then when you get a bunch of people like that, a bunch of artists together at a conference and everybody's kind of in that energy and in that zone, like it can be really like people are really putting it on. Um, yeah. Sometimes those panels can be just like, a, all right, just simmer down and admit you're a human being and not like a space. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and that's, I loved your panel, man. You were not egotistical in any way, probably because uh, you, just pointed out you were feeling ragingly insecure at the moment. But you were very yeah. down to earth. You were, you were talking a million miles an hour. It was a lot of fun and you were the same guy on the panel as you were off the panel when I talked to you as you were every single time I bumped into you for the rest of the conference um, mm -hmm. you know you're a pretty authentic person um, so I, I really enjoyed the heck out of you and, and that's why you're one of the few people I've stayed in constant touch with since then uh, from that conference right. yeah th thanks so much yeah it's it's an interesting thing because like yeah like you're, you're kind of tooting your own horn but th there comes like a point that I found over the last year and luckily, I mean, not luckily we've done a ton of work. I shouldn't say luck is such a horrible thing to like say to someone who sees a little bit of a success to be like, Oh yeah. How lucky you are. It's like, well, you didn't see the 10 years of grinding it out and making no money and sleeping yeah. on puke stained floors across and roll a BC. Um, <laughs> like, and like shout out to, shout out to Pub. I love, I love her so much, She's the but best. I mean, yeah, but, but what's been really beautiful now over the last year of Apollo Suns, even through this um, pandemic is that we don't have to tell, obviously we're still doing tons of work and like meeting new international friends and contacts and kind of stepping up the band to the bigger, like international stage. But I mean, um, it's really nice that like now in Canada, having toured for several years across Canada that we don't really kind of have to tell Pete, we don't have to tune our own heart in Canada. Like, we have our and now a reputation that we've kind of maintained through lots of heavy lifting, but yeah, it's definitely a weird thing. Like there's some people that I have rubbed me the wrong way entirely um, at a conference, but you know, I also put on my, my jean jacket and my cool Paisley shirt and my leather boots and, you know, look the part and look cool, <laughs> whatever that could mean to anyone. That just but, sounds um, like regular Canadian standard attire, my friend. My God, right? <laughs> yeah, but then after the conference, I go home and I order a pizza and watch Rick and Morty just like every other person. <laughs> yeah. well, let's, uh, let's kick it off before I forget. I, every time I've forgotten to do this, I get yeah. it. Somebody uh, sends me a message, um, notably Dan Presenter of More Guitars. He does not like when I miss Alter the format. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. he's a, He holds me accountable. So, uh, we got to kick it off with what we've been up to this week. So, uh, I mean, Casper, my man, you want to go first? I guess so. Um, it's lackluster, man. I've just been playing guitar. And uh, I've had a few days alone uh, that lined up when there's nobody in the house. So uh, I can think of one new thing. You can? It rhymes with shmarsh rap. Shmarsh rap. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> We've okay. talked about it before. I think yeah. you got to come clean. Uh, so what, what Al is referring to is um, uh, he's a firm believer, and I, I have been resistant <laughs> to this for a number of years. Um, 
about the guitar strap being attached to the headstock of your guitar. And I'm a firm believer oh. of that being bad. Oh, yeah, you, you don't like that. Yeah. Oh, you don't like that. Okay. No. For, for the, for, for, sorry, to, just to be clear, for an electric? No, no, for my acoustic. So, like, I've got a, oh, a, a okay. fairly, a fairly fancy custom acoustic that I didn't, nice. don't want to drill a hole. In. I will give you this. Like, I understand the hesitancy to, to, you know, come at a, I don't want to say the exact worth of that guitar, but it's, yeah. you know, it's closer to 10 grand than not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that mess up the intonation and like the playability of the guitar? Listen, like, listen, it, it, like, listen. <laughs> I love you, Ed. Like, so, like, so, yes. I mean, cool. Don't yes. Wrong. Um, and and the, the thing that I was having most struggle with is not the intonation so much, but the fact that okay. because I'm a bit of an ape, and I and I have a kind of a, a death grip on this very nice guitar. Um, I'm I'm pulling it out of tune just a little, or pulling the strings into the fretboard just a little. On the neck, just yeah, a bit, right? because the, yeah, the weight totally. of the guitar is always hanging on itself. So I finally, yeah, without telling Al, I was like, fine. I went out and I bought myself some nice small little <laughs> drill bits, and I. And I put a strap knob on the on the back of the neck block on the back of the guitar. Did he notice? Did he notice the I, nice haircut? I, no, or did no, you I, have to tell him? I had to tell him. I, I showed him. Well, I, so I, I, did a, I did a thing. Here you Come go. On. I I I did this, and he immediately began to berate me for it. But because <laughs> well, like because this is going on, you know, how long have we known each other? Four years. Four now? years or so. You know, like. Yeah. And so it's probably been two and a half or three years that, that I've been like, you should really put a strap nub on this thing. Well, it's every time you play it. <laughs> yeah. Every time you every play time it. I think, I think one time we were recording with it and you were recording a song and it was like, you just say like holding on to it and you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was noticing and I was actually going in to see uh, the Luthier that built it and be like, hey man, I'm getting this buzz and I don't know what to do. And he would play it and nothing would happen. And then I would play it and it would buzz like crazy. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, man. Like it's got to be something to do with your playing. And he was just being really, really delicate about it and not telling me, listen, dude, this is you. And <laughs> you got to stop, you got to stop like throttling this thing. So anyways, now it's kind of like relearning again. Because it, the playing position is very different. It's not as comfortable. I find my arm aches with the angle that I'm having to fret the the the, the higher frets at. Well, you've, been, like, you've been Johnny Cash in it for forever. Ten years, <laughs> you know, for as long as I've been oh, playing yeah. guitar, right? So. Um, yeah, you got to relearn your technique now. A little bit. It's. It's. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Like, it's not like relearning entirely, but it's definitely a, a, an adjustment that's being made. And, and yeah, I'm getting it. You know, it's just not as comfortable, and I find it less less enjoyable to play. I'm glad we're talking about this though, because mm. this is this is exactly what this show is, right? It's yeah. never too late. This is the first step, to, you know. Yeah. So we, that's the the we, we've made no no qualms bones about. Yeah. We're not the brightest people to have a guitar podcast. We're learning more than we're uh, educating. So yeah. So that is something that I that I did. I wasn't. I forgot about it actually entirely. Um, but I know I've, I've been playing guitar and that, so I drilled a hole in a really expensive mm -hmm. guitar and, and was sweating bullets the whole time. And, uh, I was able to turn my, uh, classic 30 up past two. I'm proud of nice. you. Yeah. So that's nice. <laughs> I think my ears are still ringing. <laughs> well, I did, I did a thing this week. Hey, how about you, but oh, uh, yeah. what, what have you been well, up I'm to guitar and or music wise <laughs> this week? Um, so. Two things. One I did just seconds ago, which I'm very excited to talk about. Um, and uh, but I'll get the first is I, I reached out to our buddy Sheldon, 
uh, over at True North. Okay. Effects. This is the first time hearing of this. Yeah. It's just, this just happened like last night. Okay. And I, and I said, Sheldon, I'm really tired of living in a tweed driveless world. Out <laughs> of boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of my buddy Dan and Casper lording their fancy tweed drives <laughs> over me. <laughs> I, can I no, love that pedal, man. I can no longer tolerate this disrespect. Yeah, this looking down on me with, with no tweed covered pedal. Help me out, yeah. man. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, he's he's gonna make me a special one. He's like, he 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 asked, because um, I was like, dude, I, I, money's really tight. Uh, yeah. I got a, I have no idea how I'm gonna pay you for this right now, but I I need to get one of these from you. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, okay, we'll figure something out, but you have to let me play around on the inside, so you're not gonna get a normal tweed drive. Perfect. I was he, like, that's that, fine. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's what he did so to dope. me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got I got that coming. I have no idea what the timeline is, yeah. and it might show up without labels, which means I will have no idea what I'm doing because I it'll take about a. <laughs> Two days tops, and yep. I'll forget what each knob and switch does. And the little diagram is on his web page, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to know. But mine's the same way. Like, yeah, I got the the one off core of a box and and paper and oil caps, and it's yeah, it's an so. extra mojo machine. I'm, I think I'm looking forward to. I'm I will no longer be uh, just a commoner. Mm, I will, yes, I will have a tweed drive. So. You will no longer be. And and the other thing I'm really <laughs> just, excited about, just a heathen, which I'm sure this is like some dude's homemade project. I, I don't get this, man. Um, but yeah, I sent it to, to both both you and, and Ed. Um, <laughs> so I hop on our local Facebook marketplace and I find this guitar and on the headstock it says proto and then on the second headstock it's a freaking double neck. It says type, as in prototype. The top neck is an acoustic. <laughs> the bottom is attached to a, uh, we'll say Strat style guitar. It's a uh, humbucker a single coil in the middle and then a i can't tell if that's a rails or a tele single coil i didn't even look at the pickups i was just so disgusted by what i was seeing yeah. already <laughs> <laughs> i just i just can't do this i, I can't but I, it's, it's like a car crash i had enough and I looked away. <laughs> it's the appropriate reaction it is a car this crash. is like you ever watch Beowulf and you see the monster <laughs> and it's like this bulging decrepit thing walking around oh, it's like half human half swamp monster what is that thing called i don't i don't the grendel grendel yeah, yeah. that's grendel yeah this, yeah, is, yeah. Totally this, cool. this guitar is grendel that's this is the grendel of the guitar world the acoustic top of this thing is a freaking dreadnought it's bulbous and stupid <laughs> and the bottom is a strat it's so you know the, what the From butt of the dreadnought like poops off of there like for some a weird guitar <laughs> culture podcast guy yeah you're sure not being very cultural i <laughs> i'm referencing yeah. grendel and beowulf this is stupid design anyone wants to throw out <laughs> i'm gonna share pictures of this on our instagram oh, when this, when this episode airs because this is this is like i just want to rant about this for a moment so the guitar is if the I if oh man I <laughs> I can't imagine playing that like it would like cut, like even like technically like not even how it would sound 
but like comfortability wise well they gave the acoustic like, an arm contour how how much more comfort do you want ed <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that the bodies are both different widths i know widths. that's yeah. what I'm, that's what i like like where your arm goes over uh, the, the top uh, of the acoustic is like a full foot back from the strat the, the or the, strat the bridge of the strat like it's it's awkward <laughs> This could not yeah. have been made more awkwardly. And then, like, it's this awful blue burst to black on the Strat portion, and then natural to blue-black on the acoustic. It's a I didn't even get battle. that far. It's, it's, I love how you're picking it apart, actually. I, this is, I know. I'm, I'm really di- I'm deep diving on this, but, like... Oh, man, you're such a mean girl, Al. I, I am. <laughs> such a mean girl. <laughs> this guitar is an... Uh, a fugly i can't even i can't even quote the mean girls quote uh, it is not fetch there i quoted this, it for this, you yeah this is streets behind that's what they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh a community that's good. oh i love community man that's that's arguably my favorite show of all time nice um, it's so good it's, it's so, so good. good i know dan Harmon, love yeah. him or hate him whatever it, it really gets down to like the brass, you know, like the fundamentals. <laughs> I I love it. I like any, but yeah. I got to talk about the back of this thing. So somebody, whoever made this, <laughs> went through the freaking effort to make multi-laminate necks out of flamed maple. So my my some kind of my darker center is, wood. Is this not just two guitars melded? It is a hundred percent two guitars, just literally chopped and, and into melded bits together. and melded together. Okay, because I, I cannot see this being something someone cooked up and built from scratch. No, it's this is ugly. Um, <laughs> but like the ugliest portion by far of a very ugly guitar is the back. Yeah, where the Look acoustics thing. steps yeah. down to the so, electric. The strat body is, you know, like two and whatever. Oh, it's like inches, inches seven eighths. Yeah, inch seven eighths. Inch thick. two inches, something like that. Whatever. Yeah, the standard strat body thickness, and it just literally goes into a hard forty-five degree angle corner <laughs> where it meets the acoustic, which is a full acoustic depth. I think it's thick. ninety degrees. It's like literally just steps. It's 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 yeah. It looks like a one stair step on the back. It's. You're going to have to look at our Instagram, folks, because you're, you're going to be blown away at the stupid that went into this. It's, yeah. And the best part is the seller is asking $2,000. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll give you, that's stupid. Yeah. It's, uh... Well, to be fair, it is two guitars. I, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> it, it comes with one heckin' for the price of one beefy flight case, I guess. Does um, it? Yeah, look at the case on this. Yeah, thing. it's like wow. a six hundred dollar case for the <laughs> dumpster fire of a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, I had a headache this morning. That that's yeah. That's a whole other level. Man, I really hope the guy or person who made that uh, just never hears this. Or maybe they do, and then that way they can learn oh, from actual yeah. guitar players and be like, I'm going to make a better guitar. That probably won't happen. Oh, I just, oh, man, there's a detail here that I can't say on the air that I, I, I wish I could. But uh, I, I want you two to look at the seller's name. Okay, one, one, one second. I got to pull that up again. 
Sorry, yeah, it was on my Facebook Messenger. Here, just give me a second. No worries. Uh, um, but I, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the description of the the okay. description to to our our listeners. Well, while you guys do that, okay. One of a kind, only one ever produced. <laughs> that's the exact that's first. Weird. That's the exact so first weird. sentence. He describes it as one of a kind, and then describes what one of a kind means. One of a kind, only one ever produced. Double neck acoustic and electric. Everything works better than new. Comes in a custom case as well. Dot dot dot. There's only one sentence in this. This is a one, this one big long sentence broke up by commas and then ended in an ellipses. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm actually looking at this man, and the back okay. of those necks. The necks are made of the same wood. Yeah. This thing may have actually been made from scratch. I don't think so. I think he took apart a, like an acoustic and an electric, made new necks for it, uh, okay. and, and then glued these things together, like now, chopped, chopped I, glued them together. Mm. I, I, I just have to ask, what is it without repeating the name about the seller's name? Like, do you know this person? No, no, because I don't. No. Okay, uh, so what is it about their name that like? Am I missing something here? Uh, Minus the last name. Is, is it the last name that's yeah, bothering you? Yeah. It's the last name, yeah. and then, yeah. Okay, yeah. You see what I'm, you, you know? You're seeing the, this is the one clever thing I'll give them. <laughs> I don't know if it's that clever. <laughs> I don't even know if it's even that clever. <laughs> um, it's, it's like kind of, I guess. I'm not, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to think about this. I this is more energy that I've wanted to give to this than oh, I ever thought I, just I would have noticed the fretboard is scalloped on the electric side. Oh. oh. I don't know how you feel about scalloped fretboards, but I don't like them at all. I, I, I can't like... stand them. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure there's an argument for the, the, the people that like them. Um, they like them for a reason, I'm sure, but. I'm an ape. I, I, I just get so annoyed. I'm like. I'm like, why not just like learn how to bend normally? And then you know, like I don't know. I'm, Maybe I'm missing missing the, the point. Of, the, the argument I usually hear in favor of scalloped fretboards is it allows yeah. them to play faster because there's less friction. That, that which uh, okay, I guess sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's good. Uh, I, or you, you know, so. Yeah. A part of me wants to be a mean girl right now and be like, be like, why don't you just learn how to play that fast on a normal fretboard um, <laughs> instead of using this cop-out technique? Um, but anyway. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I don't know. You know, if, if you can't do it. You don't have to be sorry, way. man. This is your opinion. You're allowed. <laughs> I, I I make fun of things on the show all the time. It's it's we it's, it's yeah. <laughs> anyway. We've talked a lot about this double neck that I found five yeah, minutes it's been a lot. What have you been up to this week, Ed? <laughs> uh, this week, let's see. Um, been doing a lot of video editing uh, for Apollo projects, as well as working on a, a demo video for um, uh, Charlie from Cascade. Sent me like one of those uh, har harmonic energizers with yeah. like, uh, so I've just been like to return the favor. Cause he, uh, you know, he's super helpful and like really, really dope person. Uh, I've never really made like, um, a f like a full, uh, like demo video. Uh, I've watched a lot of course. Um, 
but uh yeah i'm just working on that and trying to make it very 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 nice looking and justify or not um, or do justice for the pedal because it's so good i love it i never knew i needed this pedal until i got i'm like oh this is exactly some of the lead tones i've been looking for for my decade of playing guitar um charlie's such a good dude uh, yeah 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 so we're working on that we uh ooh, we just recently started rebooking for the u.s and canada for next year uh 150 dates so now i'm so excited because uh you know with everything starting to reopen and the future looking a little better every day and every week uh yeah the team got together and had a big meeting and we're uh, starting to rebook for next spring starting uh and we're oh my god i i can't wait i'm almost crying thinking about getting back out on the road that's so yeah. oh yeah. that's awesome man i i have just almost i i don't know if i'm gonna rebook or not i'm i'm at the point where i'm just like ready to throw in the towel <laughs> I've, I've i don't at that i point, don't think you should I, do that no yeah. i think because uh, I mean, we've we had a lot of talks over the uh, over the pandy, we'll call it, uh, as a band of like almost every other week of like disbanding or putting the band on hiatus, which pretty much means you're done, really. Um, but uh, but we just kept on at it, and just I just really pushed through it. Um, but now it's, I I think that, um, and a lot of uh, people that have been touring in the U.S. now. And like starting to get up, and uh, and the word on the street is is that um, the support for ticket sales, and um, but everything has gone up. Whereas like um, uh, in the U.S., a lot of our agents, and even in Canada, where like ten dollars was the minimum, like kind of like the minimum standard for a good concert ticket. Now it's like fifteen to twenty people are paying, and they're selling out heavily. Mm. Um, you know, so I think that by this time next year um and all the festivals i think it's it's gonna be nuts i think it's gonna be absolutely nuts um yeah uh everyone's just jonesing for that live music and uh and i think it's yeah um everyone i've talked to in the industry musician industry person fan audience member everything is just like let's do this you know like a kind of like a new renaissance potentially because everyone's been holed up for two years making their stuff you know? Yeah. Uh, I hope so. I mean, yeah, I truly hope so. Uh, I, I mean, but I, to, for my end of things, I was feeling pretty burned out right before the pandemic hit with just being a yeah, fair enough. Man operation and stuff. It was just getting a little overwhelming and then having the pandemic hit. And of course, like every other touring artist, it was just like, Oh, my career and income just uh, went up and um, a mist of uncertainty uh, oh yeah yeah it was it was not great <laughs> it yeah. was not great what's well, uh yeah, but... let's let's dial the clock back here um you know uh, you're, you're one of those guys man I, i'm gonna have to like really watch myself here because i could talk to you for hours and meander on all sorts of crap uh so just give us the ed origin story the origin story of apollo sun's um, and, and, and all that, because, uh, this, you know, we haven't had you on the show. People, people want to know. Uh, these absolutely. Things. Uh, yeah. So we're Apollo is Apollo sons is based out of, uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. And we played our first show. What was it? March 26, 2016. And then, uh, spent that year, the, well, the rest of the year kind of like recording, 
uh, getting our first EP together, doing a couple like local festivals that we had like friends who were coordinating that were just smallish festivals, but uh, through old band connections were very kind to give us some nice um, support slots and just kind of like put us on there as we are kind of like finding our sound. And then since then we've, um, we've uh, toured Canada well, like eight or nine times uh, up until early 2020, which obviously we all know how that went, but uh, yeah, we've been, so the group started off as a four piece with no horns, no auxiliary percussion, but, um, and we never really wanted, or I, I didn't think we were going to be instrumental. And for the first three months of Apollo Suns, we actually had a singer um, who, who, um, who bailed. Uh, he just didn't show up for a rehearsal and then sent me this long email about uh, pretty much just how he, how he didn't really lo- like, like me. Uh, which is fine. Um, but he like went into this thing and like his perception of, of our friendship was different than mine. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, all right. Uh, that's cool. You didn't show up for rehearsal and then you sent this long thing. And I don't know, I just found that like, uh, you know, you, you kind of like broke up with someone over email. I was like, that's pretty lame, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, kind of marched forward as a four piece uh, and then just started picking up horn players. And uh, I always wanted horns in the band, regardless of if we had a singer or not, but then it just kind of, we just started reworking the songs we were writing with this fella and then uh, put a lot of melody over them. And, 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 you know, I was into heavy prog, like the early seventies stuff and a lot of fusion, like Mahavishnu orchestra, Jeff Beck, uh, Billy Cobb and solo stuff, uh, you know, the electric mile stuff and like 11th house. So, uh, instrumental music wasn't like new to me, but I never, uh, I never thought that like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I don't know if the word like humble or insecure is the right one about my guitar playing. I was like, man, I don't know if like I can hang with these like great jazz fusion, like, you know, like the, like it's very heady music. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I know, uh, we found musicians that were super supportive and, and dug the energy of the band and my desperate determination and drive to make it and be successful and make really good music and sell a lot of tickets. So, um, all those things. Uh, so yeah, not now it's like a 10 piece band and, um, yeah, I don't know. Is this, <laughs> sorry, that's kind of rambly, but that's kind of like the history yeah. and, and where we're at. That's okay. Of Apollo Suns. Yeah. And then, uh, she, and then I don't know, do you want to know where I came from as a guitarist? I was like, just going to ask, uh, you know, like, when did you, when did you start playing and, and, and stuff? Uh, I started playing when I was like 12 on this god awful uh, acoustic that had like three strings, couldn't be tuned properly. Was it attached it most... to a strat body? And did it have a terrible. <laughs> and, blue yeah, and it was like dark blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but uh, um, but uh, yeah, I, I started on that and I really liked the guitar. Cause uh, it had a really nice like hummingbird uh, pick guard on it. And I just thought it looked cool. So I was like, Oh, I want to play that. That looks cool. Um, but I remember getting really into music. Uh, Cause I got really sick during um, this one. Uh, do you remember like, uh, like Sarstock in Toronto where they had oh, this yeah. big concert after stars and 
stars and there was like the rolling stones were playing and acdc but i remember i had this i was like really sick in bed for like that whole day for whatever reason um it wasn't stars luckily but uh <laughs> but uh yeah and they're playing like coverage of old rolling stone songs and and i was like man these these dudes are cool and their music's dope and like they you know they just look like bad to me and i was i just thought keith richards was the coolest person writing all these dope riffs and playing to this huge field of like hundreds of thousands of people uh and then i just like started just like digesting like um like rolling stone stuff aerosmith uh jeff beck guns and roses you know like um you know that kind of like hard rock blues based stuff like uh you know zeppelin of course and all these uh but and then um yeah, that's kind of where I came from. But uh, I remember like music and playing guitar was really uh, therapeutic in my early days because I, I used to have really bad anxiety attacks at night. And I would just wake up like uh, just super anxious and thinking I couldn't breathe. Like I was just, you know, I was just like panicking. And I would just, uh, I didn't want to disturb anyone because uh, I just thought it would be rude to disturb my sleeping mom. So I, I would, oh, I, would you I, poor kid, I, I, I felt, I felt so bad. Like I didn't want to make it her problem, even though she was super supportive and like my mom is amazing. But, um, uh, Speaking of I would moms, just pick up the, yeah. it mother's day I, today. We are recording. Mother's it is mother's day. Day. I have a great story. This episode will come mom. out a little late. It'll, it'll come okay. out to the Tuesday after, but this is the closest yeah. episode we're going to have to mother's day. So happy. Mother's I want to moms. Yeah, I have oh, a great no. story. I'm lying. Our next episode is is this uh, Tuesday. This Tuesday is already recorded. Yeah, and we're okay. like a week and a half late. Well, I mean, Happy Mother's Day, okay. moms. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I I would pick up the guitar and just like start noodling and practicing, and I would just calm down so fast. So I would a lot of my early practice time was at like between midnight and three in the morning before I had to go to school. I would just like stay up, just like kind of rocking back and forth noodling i'm like and it was just like a great way for me to um just calm down but i i wanted to share this story since it is mother's day at the time of recording uh so this one time uh i was like 17 we were living in an apartment and i was like playing music um you know obviously way too loud uh for someone uh i was like practicing like the walk this way guitar solo or start jamming to whatever nice. and, and this person yeah, yeah, a great solo. As much as like Aerosmith is a joke now, uh, because they really can't play that well anymore. Um, I absolutely love, absolutely love the early Aerosmith stuff. But man, I was so disappointed. I watched like some live in their Las Vegas residency like a couple of years ago, and I was like, is this the actual audio? They're so sloppy and it's so awful. Like, I can't believe they would allow people to pay $300 to watch this. This is so disrespectful. Like, did they even rehearse? But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. I, it's, just, it's just like, it's just like those people that, you know, like um, there are certain like uh, artists that I love from back in the day and I've seen them now. And I'm like, oh man, you, you can't really play anymore. Um, which is sad because you were so good, but um, you know they made legendary albums. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, so they, so this this person, this person calls the cops because I'm playing uh, way, uh, like way too loud for their um, enjoyment of life, I guess. Uh, so so the cops come to the door, and my mom is like, 
uh, what? Like you, you want, and, and she answers the door and I'm standing there and, uh, and they're like, Oh, you know, like we were just called, there's a noise complaint. And she was like, well, what would you rather my son be out doing drugs or graffiti or what? Like, what, like you're going to come bother us because he's at home learning a useful skill. Like, don't you have any real crimes to solve? And she would like yelled at the like, mom move. I like it. Oh yeah. My, yeah. She was so supportive and still is like, she has, she has like all of our shirts and all of it and has traveled many, many hours to come see us play big shows. And yeah, but yeah, she told all these cops, uh, it was like, well, would you rather have him like breaking windows outside? Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of where I started from long, very long story short. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. And yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Go mom, go. That's, that's good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is year five of Apollo suns. Yeah. And definitely the most challenging year. I'm just assuming, uh, most challenging year for you. Uh, and I say that because I know, you know, you had a, the pandemic hit right when you were leaving, you left actually, hadn't you for your first American tour? Yeah, we were, we, okay, it's actually great how it happened. Uh, So it was Thursday, March 12th of 2020. Uh, We were loading up. We had gotten our insurance. The band's all good. Uh, Paid three grand for work visas to have the pleasure of playing in the U.S., which is great. I mean, um, as much as it's a pain and a lot of musicians want to, you know, like everyone complains about paying those work visas. I'm like, man, we're Canadians getting paid in the U S dollars. Uh, uh, yes, please. Um, um, you know, I'll make an extra 30 cents on the dollar. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay back that three grand in no time. But, um, yeah. So as we were driving out, we stopped at a Walmart. It was crazy. And, and like, at this point I'd been lying to myself thinking like, yeah, you know, it's like a cold. It might not hurt our shows South by Southwest have been canceled by now, but I was like, okay, that's a big conference. Our small shows of like 30 to 50 to hundred people, maybe they'll be fine, whatever. So as we're driving out to, to uh, customs at the border, uh, CBC, we're here to report the first confirmed case of the COVID-19 virus in Manitoba. And we're like, Oh God, no. Okay. So we start listening to NPR and, and we're driving and then we get to McDonald's in Grand Forks to like, you know, you know, go grab something to eat. And my, our West coast agent emails me. He's like, Hey, so your 14 dates in California have all been canceled now. And we're like, okay, great. I guess we'll just go hang out in California. We have some family out there. Thank God we did not. Um, so we played oh, three shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. mm. we would have been stuck in in US for quite a while, potentially months. And it would have been a minimum of a month or two. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, and like not, we did not, and no income, no support, just pretty much. Uh, we had a couple family members in the band. Uh, like a, a band member had family members who live in like California, which would have been cool to spend a month in California in any other circumstance yeah uh, not, not but, during uh, a, a lockdown essentially like that that would have yes. been the first lockdown it welcome to california yeah. don't leave this couch you're sleeping on didn't the yeah, Eagles write so, a song about that kind of 
Sorry? Didn't the Eagles <laughs> write a song about that kind of? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can check yeah. out anytime you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, um, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we, yeah. So, so we had a, a phone call with our manager, um, and he was like, yeah, just play this weekend and then go home. So we thought it would be over in like a couple of weeks because we had – we had a couple, uh, we had many tours over 2020 and we, our next one wasn't until late May. So we were like, okay, let's go home, lick our wounds, try to just pivot and scrounge up and like, see what we can get for support. If we can keep our touring grants, which luckily MFM, like Manitoba Film Music did let us keep our, uh, tour support grants, which was amazing. And I was able to pay everyone a little bit uh even for the lost wages um uh, and earned so but yeah it was it was super heartbreaking uh because it was like the next level and obviously the u.s for us musically you know so many of our heroes and people that we idolize and are the musicians that have influenced the band are heavily based in the u.s so we i was looking forward to hanging out in new orleans and san francisco and new york and nashville and all these huge musical um uh, meccas quote-unquote to like just to soak in so much of that like you know i i spent months leading up to these dates looking at all the places we were gonna go and like where did i want to visit when we had a couple hours of downtime but it, it, we are rebooking. It's coming back. Uh, so, and and as much as I hate to say it, there's been a few silver linings to the pandemic and the involuntary break. But I will never ever want to do it like this again. Um, you know, yeah. hopefully we don't. But yeah, yeah, hopefully not. I mean, you know, I understand what uh, there are reasons why it had to happen, and I understand that. And oh yeah, you know, I understand that. You know, sometimes. Uh, as a society, we got to do things that frankly kind of suck. Uh, at least in this case, it sucked a lot, you know, for, to try and pull together for the benefit of everyone. But yeah. I hope in my lifetime, I, I never see this kind of a thing again. I just, I mean, not that I would ever hope for a worldwide pandemic under any circumstances, but just the level of, um, draining I've seen of everybody's spirits yeah. and, and the brother oh. on brother arguing and and fighting oh. about stupid things. The division, the division um, is insane. You know, I just I never want to see this again. I I I never want to see mm-hmm. it again. I, I I I think adversity is a necessary part of life. You know, we have to face some struggles in order to grow and become broader, stronger people. Um. But, you know, this adversity without an end in sight, uh, I think, really wears on the best of souls. And for most of this pandemic, we had no end in sight. It was just, you know, this is just the way now. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, now we have vaccines rolling out and finally things are... It kind of felt like it was like, uh, yeah, there's a thing happening and uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going, uh, at the time of recording, like this Sunday, I'm going to get my, uh, me and my partner, Jam are getting our first, uh, shot, our first vaccine shot. And when we booked it, I, I almost started crying because not that I really want to get a vaccine. I like, you know, like, like I believe in science, 
but I also like you know like I'm I'm I'm, I'm more of a moderate in, in that sense of like we don't get every vaccine even for our son Miles. We got all the necessary ones so he wouldn't get polio or like uh, or measles and all those things, but. Uh, I don't get the flu vaccines generally. Like, I think well, I've gotten I think, them once. You know, that's a bit of a different thing, right? Like, the flu vaccine is yeah. a general, like, we're going to vaccinate you against a bunch of flus, but there's literally, like, hundreds of thousands of types. You know? Yeah, we're just guessing right now. Like, we're taking our guess back, our best guess and, like, what we think. But um, but honestly, like, when, when we booked him, it just felt like such a tangible, substantial, real, big step to be like, oh my God, I cannot, like, you know, Jan works in film and has a ton of great opportunities. So she's in the arts and entertainment culture kind of lane. And, uh, and we're pretty like, uh, extroverted, but also introverted people. So, you know, we made the best, I guess the best quote unquote of this, but I, I just cannot wait to like be in a, a disgusting, sweaty dance pit listening to some really beautiful music and like just seeing people smile yeah. again i just I, I can't wait and i almost cried because i just was like oh my god that could be a thing soon you know <laughs> I, I think about patty up at, up at the rolla pub and in, in, oh, in bc oh. this, yeah. this is a woman who's by all rights should be long retired and and she's not she's just she's still she loves live music so much that's pretty much what she lives her life for she works full-time yeah. in this pub in the middle of nowhere that's become this like crazy cool destination joint for live music and and weirdness people fly from all over the world to go to this like almost i will i will go out of my way on most western wall. canadian tours yeah. yeah i will go out of my way on a canadian tour which does not make sense to go to northern bc generally uh, you know, you got Fort St. John up there, and that's a great place, and Dawson Creek. But, yeah, to go visit Rolla and see Patty, I will I will spend the $200 in gas and play to, so, you know, a few people who are very enthusiastic. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. the thing, because, like, yeah, the Rolla, like, even for me, a solo guy, like, the Rolla is a crowded venue. <laughs> for, for a 10-piece, you guys, oh, man, I... I I hope I my touring paths cross with you in the right way to because I want to see you crammed in at the Rolla. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, we uh, you know where the pool table is. We pretty much do a semicircle around the pool table. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean the, the shuffleboard table? Yes. Yeah, the shuffleboard. Sorry, okay, that's like, it. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. Rolla's got yeah. a shuffleboard table. Honestly, and it's too, man. I, again, I can remember being a kid like to her own detriment because she could have four more tables of seating if that stupid shuffleboard didn't work there but she loves and no one even plays shuffleboard i've never seen anyone use it i, I have seen people use it and she swears people use it all the time but it's uh, like curling right sort yeah. of yeah it's curling with hockey puck hockey size puck sucks, yeah. yeah it's yeah yeah but the thing is like i, I don't know about, about you ed but when when i play there it's it's one of those things just like there's nowhere else to put my cases or, or my for my gear and stuff, so they always go on top of the shuffleboard table. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, we we usually try to put our merch there so that it's like right front and center. Say. Why not? <laughs> you what get a great all the yeah. beads on the back of your t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to ask you: uh, the, the, Does she make you um, taco salad every yeah, time you're there? That's, yeah, that's yeah. She used to. Oh. I don't. 
I love Patty to death. I don't do so great with the Dorito taco salad. Um, <laughs> and my oh, yeah. my family is actually from Grand Prairie, so it's it's close enough to roll that I'm like, ah, don't worry about supper, Patty. I'll take care of it myself. And then I drive home afterwards okay. to my parents' place. Nice. There. It's only a couple hours, isn't it, to roll up? Uh, it's about an hour and 15. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so have, have you ever played Grand Prairie? Is it worth playing there? I've like, played I, Grand I, Prairie I, tons. You should talk to John at Better Than Fred's. I was say Better Than Fred's. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. A great he, spot for you guys. He will love you. John's a huge fan of Five Alarm Funk. Yes, that's where I've seen it. Play French very regularly. You'll, you guys are peas in a pod, my friend. Sweet. Oh, yeah. I, I just, oh, man, I love Western Canada so much. Like BC. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so great. It's going to be so good. Oh, we're, I think we called the first 2022. We're like, that's just that whole year is just going to be called the Tears of Joy Tour. <laughs> that's a good, yes. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So how oh many, God. so, you know, I, I, I know, like, I know some of this stuff, but I want to just cover it for our listeners. How many, how many full length albums, how many EPs? Tell, tell us about your discography a little bit. Uh, so we've got two EPs officially out, uh, each day, different sun and Don offerings. And then we just released a surprise EP in March, uh, live under the sun, which was a, a four song EP all live that included a new unreleased song on it called serpentine. Uh, so we just kind of released that just on Bandcamp. Um, so, and then we have about 10 singles out. We're going to be releasing a new EP this year in the fall, and uh, we're calling that uh, the Sun Cycle Trilogy. So we're going to have three EPs in there, and we're actually going to uh, re-release all of those on vinyl and just cram them into a double vinyl potentially and have a couple of bonus live tracks. Because we've... And like one thing that we love is that uh, we're, we've been kind of been in the U S especially been kind of lumped into the jam band and jazz and funk scene, which like jam band scene is a huge umbrella, but they record and document and archive all of their live sets. And we've started doing that in 2018 and 2019 through our tours. So we actually have a bunch of shows that have pretty good takes of uh, some of the songs. So uh, luckily uh, we have a huge archive that we're pulling from. So we have that. Uh, so my, wow, we'll have a lot of music out, which is great. Uh, and then we have, um, uh, we're just going to the studio uh, in the fall with uh, this Juno award-winning producer, Ben Kaplan, who's worked with um, uh, Mother Mother, Five Run Funk, uh, yeah. Snoop Dogg, Bootsy Collins. Like, he, you know, like I love who he's worked with. So uh, we're going to a big fan, a bigger, fancier studio than we have in the past. And uh, the team's great. So we're, uh, we've been working really hard over that. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, we're really digging the songs and we've been working on them for a couple of years now and road testing them and, uh, cutting them up and, you know, reassembling, reassembling your, uh, you know, all that as, as Stephen King would say, killing, butchering your darlings and putting them back together uh, again, you know, you know, like nothing yep. is sacred. That's, that's so. the way you have to do it, man. That's how you get the best, best results. Yeah. Um, do you prefer to like, when you guys go in the studio, do yeah. you, do you like to track, uh, as live, like as you can, like everybody in, you know, 
separated ish, but all jamming at the same time, recording the songs like that, or do you do, you do everything separately? Because you're you're a big outfit, everything separately in multiple tracks is that's a yeah. lot. Well, and 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 that's the thing is like uh, the first three, we'll call it like like, like the central GEPs, are all live off the floor, and we're all in a room together in, in a circle, and there was very little separation. Like my amp was in a different room and then we DI'd the keys and the bass. So the horns, the percussion, and the drums are all live in the same room. So we had to be really good and uh, and tight. And on some of the tracks, we were not really good and tight. And there was, and I mean, like, obviously the, the common quote unquote listener won't hear these things, but there are some tuning issues with the horns when you have a five piece horn section, obviously. You know, just after playing for five hours straight, these issues will naturally happen. So uh, I'm very proud of those EPs, and I'm and I think they did very well for us, and people dig them, and we're eternally grateful nice. for all the support. Casper and, and I were both recently enjoying your mashup of the uh, Mission Impossible oh, and on theme. Yeah, thank you. So great, so great. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's really refreshing, Ed. To be perfectly honest with you, man, it's like a super refreshing take on both of those kind of classic spy movie things. It was like, man, those are some of my favorite movies. And there's just like, oh, oh, absolutely. Love it. Yeah. So, so we're kind of now with Ben, we've been talking about like, okay, we want to get that energy, that live energy. We want to get that sweat and, you know, like onto an album, but we want the album to be that ener- energy and that, that, that lightning, you know, live stuff and now get it into, you know, like, you know, you're capturing lightning in a bottle, you know? So we want to get that energy onto the, um, into the studio, but have it be tighter and, and, and more, a little bit more produced. So we're like the horns not having as much, you know, tuning issues will always happen, but let's like tighten that up. And so, so we're going to be for the new stuff recording live off the floor, but we're going to have enough isolation. And what's great about no fun studios in Winnipeg is that the, the studio a has four different rooms, all with, uh, uh like sight lines. So the horns oh, can be split be up. Really awesome. The percussion oh, yeah. can be split up. We can all see each other. We will all have, and each headphone has its own monitor mix. So, so we can all, so we can track live off the floor, but there's enough, uh, there's enough separation and isolation that we'll be able to be able to play together because the band has improvised a little bit more and more on studio stuff. And when we're soloing, whoever the soloist is, we're learning and we're developing how to improvise solo as a group. Mm. together as like so and then that's a huge thing it's not just a solo section this is a group solo section where Mm. everyone is communicating and that takes a lot of trust and listening as a group and and we have to be able to hear everything very well so what i love about it is that we'll be able to capture that the early kind of vibes and like um but but push it even further but then be able to clean up certain parts add stuff you know like if you want to put on a synth layer or an extra guitar part into this into this course section, we'll call it. We have the freedom to do that, and we're not we're not stuck with five edits of like, oh, we didn't get a clean horn pass, or uh, someone messed up this. 
And because there's no isolation, we're stuck with it. Or we have to find some way to massage that note uh, mm. through digital technology. Right. So I'm very excited for that. Um, I think it'll be a really great way to capture what we've been doing and developing over the last few years and touring heavily and getting that group mind together musically, but also having the freedom to be like, let's make it sound big and dynamic and lots of depth. And we can really, really produce it, but not overproduce it. I don't want to do that, you know, but like, you know, it's, it's we're trying to like walk a fine line of that. So that's, yeah, yeah that's awesome, man. Um, Okay, I got it. We got to I think we got it. We got to talk about the elephant in the room here. First off, glory be to the greatest guitar of all time, the Gibson SG. How uh, <laughs> my name? Um, always a pleasure to have another SG fanatic on the show. Um, but on the on the no, on the topic of said guitar, you know, we are a guitar podcast. I would be remiss, sir, if I did not Jeez. ask you a little bit about your rig. What are you rocking? All right. Well, I've got her. I've got her right here with me right now. Uh, so it is a, a 2010 SG, um, and it it has it's uh, it's classic cherry red, of course. Uh, my my I, I dare I say my guitar tech, if I'm that egotistical to say I have an actual tech. But Lucas Roger, based out of Winnipeg, uh, is a great luthier, and he's been about a decade now building and working on this guitar. So it's got a nice little uh, maestro bar on there. It's got three hand-wired humbuckers, but uh, from he, Lucas uh, or from somebody in particular from, from Lucas. Yeah. Uh, so he hand-wired a couple, uh, he hand-wired actually all of the pickups and, uh, and we, and we put the, um, uh, what is it? I, I'm so bad with like running through my rig. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, he put, um, we can, so each pickup has has a switch for three different settings. So you've got like the parallel series and then this boost setting. Um, so yeah, so I can, I felt like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Saw, it's crazy. I, I'm just enjoying, I'm hearing your, your kid in the background. Yeah, Miles, <laughs> I can hear him. Oh yeah, he's, oh yeah, he's super into it. Um, he's having a blast. And, and, Oh yeah, uh, we we took Miles plant shopping today, uh, and he picked out his own little plant for his own room, oh, um, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, so and he loves. He, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, uh, yeah, and then um, yeah. So there's like 90 different tonal settings we can get throughout all three pickups, and then each pickup having its own switch, and then all the different combinations. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh Zappa would yeah. be proud, my friend. <laughs> oh yeah. We I gave him the 1974 like uh Zappa SG. I'm like, I want all of these. Um <laughs> yeah, do that. And and what's great is that Lucas loves like we've we've torn the pickups apart. Uh we've even he's had to carve out more of the guitar in the back end to add more wiring into the back. Um <laughs> Yeah, the headstock's been broken off five times. He's rebuilt the neck at the headstock, and it looks great. He did a great... I know he'll always be like, oh, it doesn't quite match. The red's a little off. I'm like, Lucas, it looks amazing. It looks you're, so you're good. You're send I, us lots of pictures of this thing for us to share. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it has so many dings and dents, and like, I'm a very active guitar player on stage, so... 
it's so chipped up. I love I love this guitar. It is my warhorse. It has it's been it's got so much dust in it from festivals all across Canada that we've played. Like <laughs> Lucas Lucas put a one time when I brought it back after like sixty tour dates or something, he had a little like it looked like a little a little like a mountain of dirt that he just scraped out of the guitar. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. And like, and I, and I sweat a lot and like all of the pickups are rusted and like corroded at certain points. Like the maestro bar is permanently, permanently like not shiny anymore. I've tried to polish it, but my, my, like I sweat, I sweat a lot. My, my partner was just complaining or not complaining. She was commenting on how much I sweat in the summer because sleeping next to me, like I'll wake up and my sheets are like, you know, they're a little damp, you know, like I, I am a naturally first person. Um, I, I'm yeah. also married to somebody like that. Bless my wife's heart. She's wonderful. She runs hot, man. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'll be, it'll be the dead of winter and I'll be walking around the house in just shorts and she's like, how are you not cold right now? I'm like, I'm always warm. Like, it's oh, great, man. I no. guess. Like, the, Okay, so I guess my wife's a little different there because she, she's cold all the time unless and, until she's asleep. Yeah, yeah. And then while she's asleep, <laughs> it's yeah. like her, her body is like, oh, we're actually trying to be a star. And it just starts like everything starts going thermonuclear. And I, you know, and, and then there's me who mm-hmm. I'm like, I like sleeping in, I like cool. Yeah. I like cool sheets. I like a cool mm-hmm. room because I like to, you know, nestle up in the sheets and be cozy. And I've got this flopping, punchy starfish next to me that's like <laughs> turning into a human torch. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it is, it is pretty, yeah. Um, and then for my amp, it's, uh, it's a DeVille. <laughs> you like that to their cast? I'm just going to keep on. Flopping punchy starfish. Yeah, I wish your wife listened to this show, man. I'd say that to her face. I know, dude. She knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so think, sorry, uh, I got that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Give us, give us the amp. Give us the pedal board. I know, I know. Okay, so I knew asking you about the guitar was going to be like a, like that's what it is this week, and then by next week it'll be something else, and. I have a feeling it's oh, yeah. the same way. Honestly, I I don't really use that many pedals. Um, I'm not like I love I love pedals, but it's this weird thing where you have like a ten piece band. Sometimes like I'll use a pedal for like thirty seconds of a song, and then that's it in the set because it's like, or I'll have it on an effect for, like one solo or something uh, where. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I feel bad. I feel, I feel kind of like a bad. Guitar. Most of us use pedals. That we're not all <laughs> Frusciante from the Chili Peppers with like eighty thousand pedals <laughs> on our feet that are like nineteen yeah. on at any given okay. time. <laughs> Maybe it's just a bad stereotype. So yeah, I've got the uh, Diamond uh, Memory Lane Junior, and then the uh, the um, Such the vibrato. I love I love Diamond. I've I uh, I was actually gonna go into their shop when we were in Halifax in 2020. We have a and the East Coast is amazing, but uh, I I want to go meet meet those folks like to work yeah. out some pedals with them because uh, I love using the boutiques and obviously like uh, uh, Cascade has been great. I I honestly like all those boutique and small 
builders. I love the community. I'm meeting more that's, and more of them. That's where it's at, and, man. Yep. Oh, it's so good. You can just talk to them exactly what you would like or what kind of tones they're going for. And like, um, yeah. And, and I just think that's great. And, um, it's, it's, yeah, like, so glad- it's, it's like your experience. Oh man, I forgot his name already with Lucas. It's like your experience with Lucas, but it would pedal maker. It's, mm-hmm. it's this intimate thing where, they're really into the nerdy details and stuff. I mean, you can go and tell boss what you'd like in a pedal and be like, okay. That's this one. We have to sell 10 million of those yeah. every month in order to stay afloat. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, it's very collaborative. Yeah. You know, like they are helping you curate your sound and collaborate. And uh, anytime someone will like, uh, uh, <laughs> we, we had this guy, uh, so uh, we've been, running these like um videos on facebook just to like warm up audiences like people on facebook who might not know us we've been running a video like ad campaign this is going great um but this one guy commented and he's like man i I love the band you should try what is it five uh he it was like something for the pods he was like you should try this in, in in your sg just to get a little bit brighter tone on that kind of like wah 70s funk tone and i and then i screenshot it i was like hey Liz, what do you think about doing this and he's like yeah that guy has a point you can do that and if you ever don't like it you just roll back your tone a little bit and you'll be back in that like really gross ed sound i was like oh great well <laughs> let's try it out <laughs> you know? um, and maybe this is great like that i'll i'll, I'll send him a picture so i'm like what do you want how about we do this with the guitar and uh yeah he's like it's a frankenstein for sure and um yeah i um i i definitely love like working with like the small boutique builders because uh even on the amp i have a local amp fellow where i'm like i'm not really digging this sound like what can we do about it and you know he'll be like well let's try these like you know these russian tubes out if you want more of this sound i'll send them uh like sound clips of different tones that i like and he'll be like well let's try this and um if you've got some money to spend or you know um you know, you can kind of dial in your tone more and more. Yeah. So, so that's pretty much what I'm doing for gear, but yeah, I use like five pedals and then half of them. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was an anti pedal guy for a while. Cause I'm like, well, if Derek trucks doesn't need any pedals. Why do I? Well, Derek <laughs> trucks is one of the greatest living guitar players of all time. I love that we do that to ourselves as guitar players. <laughs> Clapton oh, barely yeah. used any pedals ever. Why didn't he? <laughs> yeah, why do I need why to? Why do I need to? But, uh, but, but I think uh, a friend of mine, uh, an old friend, uh, this guy named Jeff, I don't really know anymore. He, he put it to me very well when we were very young. He was like, the pedal should be an extension of your plane or what you want or your vision. You should use the the pedal as as that another finger, right? Or another arm. It shouldn't be... The pedal shouldn't sculpt your sound. You should use the pedal to help sculpt your, or like it, you know, like like your relationship with these effects needs to change. Like you know, um, which which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, um, and it made me kind of like sell all my pedals and be like, do I need this wah? And I love wah. It's a big part of our sound. So yeah, but well, yeah. you know, there's 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 both sides of that coin, right? Like. Mm-hmm. ultimately it should be you and your creativity that make anything happen via, via pedal or via no pedal. But absolutely, you know, if you, if you look at Tom Morello, you know, there's a guy who's unbelievably creative. And at the same time, like 
if you took those pedals away from him, it, it would really take away from what makes Tom Morello Tom Morello. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like, you know, he'd still be a good guitar player, but a lot of his stuff is like pentatonics, you know, and like, it's not like he, like, not that he can't do that. Like he's a great player um, in his own right. But yeah, for sure. Like those pedals help, help him express himself and uh and and like his 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 message yeah because they help like, him communicate who he is he's really to taken, the world taking those tools and he's playing the tool as much as he's playing the notes exactly exactly yeah I, yeah i think yeah you said it better than how i was articulating it yeah you should know how to play the tool you know um yeah yeah just just interesting approaches um well ed man um I know you got a vaccine appointment coming up real soon <laughs> here, um, so I don't want to keep you too too long, buddy. But uh, where do where do people best find Apollo Sons and Ed? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook, but I'm kind of personally using Facebook less and less now. You can find the band on Facebook. Uh, we are very active there, uh, and if you ever send us a message, I will respond very in a timely way because I love meeting all of our. Uh, community and audience and i we appreciate it uh we're very active on instagram that's kind of where our community is is very active and uh we're you know very uh consistent with releasing uh, if you want to uh stream us uh spotify apple we're on all the uh streaming platforms except Amazon Music because Jeff Bezos can suck it. That guy <laughs> sucks. So I we do not affiliate with, at all with Amazon. No, 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 no. Uh, but uh, yeah, and if you want to support us financially while not actually buying any merch or any uh, textile merch, uh, you can go to Face. Uh, not sorry, Bandcamp. You can buy stuff there. You can download and purchase our music there. It's great. You're not in a, impacting the environment in any way, but you will get our music, and it does uh, heavy. Like I think, like eighty percent of that goes to the band. Uh, and then, yeah, um, you can find us. Yeah, we have a website. You can sign up for our email list. If you sign up for our email list, you can get a free live EP, and we do exclusive content and merch deals through that as well. So there is a lot of good stuff there. That's kind of the spiel as to where you can find us. All right. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, I like it. <laughs> I invited you to sell yourself, man. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I practiced that in the mirror. <laughs> Dude, it was it was awesome to have you on the show. I'm really glad we got to do this. It's it's been awesome being here. Yeah, thank you. Couple of years. Um, yeah, it's it it's a beautiful community across Canada and now that meeting more in the US. Very supportive. Very supportive. I love it. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best in the future, man. I hope uh I hope 2022 is just as amazing as, as you're, you're hoping it will be. Um, I think it will be. It, and, it has to be. It is. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> it has to be. And to our listeners, you know, we, we love you. We're so grateful that you're here with us every week. So we'll, uh, we'll see you again next week. Yeah.